Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, how the Clone Wars has become part of the Mandalorian. The console wars heat up on eBay. And look who's returning. It's Darkwing Duck. All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the pop culture cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, it is truly appreciated. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He's our own Darkwing Duck. Quack, quack. Of Pop Culture Cosmos. You gotta check out what he's doing today at popculturecosmos.com, his awesome shows, Topicocalypse, and the Super BS Gamescast, and of course, his best selling book, Congratulations, You Suck, is best selling because I bought it. You can get that today at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It is my good friend who will be appearing with me at Indie Pods United November 29th, 12 noon. Eastern Standard Time, 30 minutes live on the air at one of the most premier podcast conventions out there. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Yes. Podcast convention. I am excited. What's going on, man? I'm just, uh, it's just another Sunday. Another Sunday. Another Sunday indeed, but it is Indie Ponce United. If you're interested as far as either starting a podcast, you have a podcast, you want to check out podcasts, or you want to check out some great music, entertainers, comedians, and so much more, you want to go ahead and check out IndiePonceUnited.com for ticket information. Right now, it's just $10 for all five days, starting the 29th of November, heading up at December the 3rd. So that's the 29th through the 3rd. IndiePodsUnited.com for more ticket information. Again, they're going to have a ton of shows streaming live right there for you. Plus also, again, panels, workshops, musicians, entertainers, and more. It is IndiePodsUnited.com. Well, my friend, we're going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking about a lot of awesome things. I know there's, okay, I know there's a soapbox that you want to get on top of. And you're going to do that here in a sec when it comes to the consoles because the console wars are heating up but not necessarily where you think. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll also be talking about The Mandalorian and how The Clone Wars is now reshaping the future for the series. Although, still kind of bad at Baby Yoda, but, you know, starting to go away. So cute. So cute. But also, as well, we're going to be talking about Darkwing Duck because Darkwing Duck is being brought back by Disney+. And we're going to have not one, but two great interviews. Ben Arnault from Smoking Hot Confessions. The madman on the barbecue is back to give us another great recipe that you can do this holiday season. Actress Shannon Wilson is joining us on the program. She's going to be talking about a lot of the great things that she's doing, working in this environment as an actress, and the way I actually uh, accidentally kind of messaged her in the middle of a shoot on Netflix as well. You'll you'll hear that. It was kind of embarrassing on my part, but it is what it is. I did it, and I own up to it. 
our Black Friday series continues with GameStop. We're going to cover that ad for all you gamers out there as well. But first, my friend, it is the console wars have started once again because the best console week ever just happened last week with not only one but two console launches on the 10th and the 12th with the Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X plus the PlayStation 5. They both came out. It was so funny. Got to get this, Josh. I was reading some articles in the past day or so in regards to the reaction from the launch and whatnot and how the, how the press is dealing with it. I think it was NBC or MSNBC had an article about how Microsoft is trying to deal with the advent of their console launch and also competing against PS5. Preface it with Microsoft. And of course, the pictures of some dude walking out with a PS5. But Xbox can't seem to get a break otherwise. I will ask this, my friend. I know you were having some issues with your own attempts at trying to get a console on console launch. And so was our good friend Marcus de la Carza, who helps me host the PC Multiverse as well. But I want to ask you this, my friend. Before we get into it, Phil Spencer from Xbox did report some good news for Xbox and that he reported the worldwide launch for the Xbox Series S and X was the biggest launch ever for Xbox. So at least seemingly they're getting off on the right foot this time around. Yeah, I mean, it surprises me that the consoles were so scarce, but this is the most successful launch they've ever had. I'm curious if like the scalping had anything to do with that and just like the the environment created by COVID and all the people trying to just make a quick buck. Yeah, that was very surprising news, especially since like people who actually wanted them like myself were unable to secure one on launch day. Well, I'm just going to say this, my friend, as far as the scalping is concerned, as someone who tried to sell off his PS3 on eBay and had a reserve price of 1100 and it almost got there, but it didn't quite get there. I mean, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Tried to do it. Didn't work out for me. But you know what? I kept my PS3 and it worked for me for several years and I kept it. But the shipping involved was too heavy. So that's why I really didn't want to go ahead and incur the cost. But I'm not going to be a hypocrite and tell you that people making a buck off of it is is a good thing at this point in time. Just don't buy it. If you don't want to spend the money on it or that amount, just don't buy it. Well, okay. So I have two comments here. One you must have had like a really great PS3 because I had mine for like six months and the fan stopped working and the inside melted. Mine was so be- mine I- ran beautifully. And actually I <laughs> traded it into Retro City Games with a box, the whole nine yards. But yes, would I have sold it off for $1,100 had I gotten the chance? Yeah, but it never reached that price. So I kept it and I was, you know, either which way it worked for me, but you don't have to pay those exorbitant prices. I've heard upwards of $2,000 being bid upon or PlayStation 5, and Xbox well over a 1000 That's up to you if you want to buy them at that price, if you really got to have it. But again, you're not talking about a system that has a plethora of games right now for it on either side. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, you can't How get... is this different from scalping tickets, scalping anything? No, okay, well, here's, here's, here's my thoughts on this, okay? Like, I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a gray area here because, like, scalping... If you're just on it and you buy one and you sell it, that's fine. But if you're cre- if you're creating or buying uh, retail bots in order to be able to buy it, then I think that that's wrong. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, if, if you're hoarding a lot of them, but then again, they do it as far as ticket agencies. They do, you know, first day for right. concerts. I mean, this is something that's gone on that these uh, entities, you know, on the other end, like the Ticketmasters or or whoever's the stub hubs, or in this case, the department stores were never able to stop because, you know, different logins they're buying for, you know, it just, it, there's just yeah, no way to get around yeah. it. The, you know, and like, from what I've read, there have been a lot of retail bots hitting these stores. So like, even if you were a regular person just trying to buy one, like myself, I had four different browsers open and plus another one on a laptop. And like, I was constantly refreshing, but within that three seconds, boom, they're all gone. You know, Walmart's Xbox uh, Series X's went on sale and they were gone within three seconds. You know, as soon as you refresh the page, boom, gone. So, I mean, that can't be a bunch of humans clicking. Like, that has to be bots. Like, that is absolutely inhumanly fast. So, you know, like, I 
again, I, I understand, like, I mean, had I been in their shoes and I came across one and I wasn't a player of Xboxes, yeah, I would probably have done the same thing, but it's just, it's, it's aggravating. You know, if you, if you're a store, you need to have a better system. Like you need to release them in waves and allow regular people to grab them instead of just putting them all out at once and saying, oh, too bad. And then, you know, people like myself, like I had to resort to eBay to buy one, right? I spent $700 on one because, you know, my Xbox one stopped ironic, not ironically, but like it stopped reading discs this week. Like I put in Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it installed it 2% and then was like, nah, I'm good. And it just stopped. It won't read anything else now. So that's why I finally just drop the money on it but still man like i don't know it's frustrating because like i think that it's wrong i think scalping in any form is wrong but that's just my personal opinion i'm not gonna like fight anybody on it but i just i don't think it's right and you know you have all these people who are genuine video game fans who truly want this console and they're being taken advantage of by this like predatory behavior online and it's just i don't think it's right it's not fair but again i think it goes back to what we see in the ticket sellers these ticket sellers have not found a decent way or good way to go ahead and stop these individuals from hoarding, uh, these ticket agencies from hoarding and these ticket bots to go ahead and, and hoard up these tickets for major concerts, sporting events, what have you. I don't think there was going to be any way that these retail outlets who have a console launch once, what, once every five, seven years to go ahead and figure out what these ticket agencies haven't been able to figure out how to stop for quite some time. I know it's just it's frustrating that Microsoft does all this stuff to get the goodwill of the fans and the fans can't even buy them because you have a bunch of people online who are like, look at me, I bought five or six Xbox Series X's. Now you got to buy them for a thousand dollars. You know, I just that really irks me. I can't be a hypocrite. I understand. But I did try it once. I'm not going to do it again. If I would have found it on at the store when I went to the store and I say at Walmart and I'm shopping and I say, oh, I know how valuable it is right now, and I would have been able to get my hands on. I would have kept it. I'd be honest with you. I wouldn't have sold it. Yeah. No. So here, like, I, I, again, like, I don't hate the people who are doing it. It just bothers me, you know, and it's, and it should, it should. And especially like it's in COVID times, you know, and I, I get why people are doing it. But if you're, if here's the thing though, like you should only be buying up one of them though you don't need five like i'm seeing all these pictures on ebay it's just a whole stack of them that people were able to secure on launch night and it just like it really just drives me crazy because they they don't care about video games there's no passion there it's all about want just wanting to make money off people and that's you know i don't think that that's right especially since there are parents who wanted to buy this console for their kids and they just can't get they can't find them and microsoft's not putting any more out probably until december or early january there may be some that might leak out for black friday as we'll cover in the gamestop ad coming up here in a sec but it is going to be hard to find units out there at least early on there's going to come a time in the not too distant future when they're going to be out everywhere it's just going to take a little time for the supply to catch up but in a way it might be to gamers benefit to have two systems come out with very little exclusive games for it. You really don't have to go ahead and buy one today unless you're in a situation like Josh who doesn't have a system and had to go ahead and bite the bullet as he felt. But it just for a lot of people out there because the fact that there's very few exclusive games for it, it kind of makes it almost like a blessing in disguise where you could say, you know what, I'm gonna wait for a couple months or I'm gonna wait for a little bit until there's more exclusive games. Meanwhile, I have all these great games and the system right now on my PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, right now there's not really any point in buying an Xbox Series X unless you're a diehard Xbox fan. But I mean, it's like showing somebody something they can never own you know it's like when you're out at a coffee shop or something you see someone drive by in a lamborghini you're like oh they're just flaunting that in front of my face i'll never be able to own one of those like that's what that feels like you know it's it's people out there genuinely want them and i think that's awesome but i just it's kind of sucks not being able to own one It, it feels like jingle all the way you know how everyone has turbo mans and you know he goes crazy trying to find one and there's people scalping them there's people who are selling fake versions of them it's just it creates this like i don't know this really distasteful consumer community around this thing and it's that i think that's what frustrates me the most about it you know unless you're looking to play assassin's creed on a new gen console which if you 
look at the side by sides. They don't really look that much different. I guess like if, if you're in a situation like me where you have to buy one, yeah, it sucks. But until what January, February, I think we won't actually see any console exclusives. So who who knows? Who knows indeed. But Josh, next time he goes to the store in his cut rate Ferrari, we'll go ahead and dream of the day he can buy a high end Lamborghini. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding out there. He's not driving a Ferrari. I don't think, right? Oh, it's it's really just it's a Honda Civic with a Ferrari emblem on the front. Don't judge. Okay, fair enough indeed. What are your thoughts out there on the first week for the console launches out there and the fact that it's still extremely hard to get and the argument over scalping consoles? is really the thing that something should be done about it. But we want to hear your thoughts on that. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020, featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now, IndiePodsUnited.com. Indie Pods United Convention. Together we listen. Sponsored by Pinecast, Reset Business Consulting, the SJ Network, Rocabella, Cami, and Kelly. My friend, there's still more to talk about on today's show. And I want to ask you this, my friend. Have you caught up yet with The Mandalorian? Mm, I have not. I'm sorry. I, I have a whole week off the week of thanksgiving so like i was planning on doing a little binging while i can but yeah i do want to watch it i actually picked up rise of skywalker for seven dollars on 4k at walmart today my condolences <laughs> well i mean you know i do want to go back and watch them i'd like to own all the star wars movies so if i see one for less than 10 bucks of course i'm going to pick it up i wanted to ask you this my friend i mean how familiar then are you with the clone wars because the clone wars with each and every episode this season of The Mandalorian, seems to get more invested and intertwining with some of the characters, especially the ones we saw this week. And I don't want to go too much into spoilers, but seemingly each and every week, either name drops or actual interaction with The Mandalorian, we're seeing more and more influence of The Clone Wars. And it just shows you how much of a beloved show it is that it actually, a lot of the characters are now going to be crossing over into the universe of the Mandalorian. Well, I mean, I had read that Rosario Dawson was going to play Ahsoka in this yes. one. And so I think, I mean, I think it's cool that they're like going across different mediums, you know, as far as like having this animated series, bringing them into the real world. Like there is a lot of care being given to this type of Star Wars canon. I just, you know, as a fan or former fan, I don't know where I'm a middle fan. I would hope that this type of care and intrigue would be poured into the movie universe as well. So, I mean, like this is where if you're a true Star Wars fan, these like little side projects are where you want to be because like the Mandalorian is the first time I was fulfilled as a Star Wars fan since the first time I saw the original trilogy. So I do really appreciate where they're going with this. You know, it'd be cool to maybe see Darth Maul make a return or something like that going down the line here. Also, the rumors are true and Starkiller is becoming canon. It'd be really cool to see that character pop up at some point as well. Well, Darth Maul, you saw him in Solo. I mean, he's still somehow managed to be around alive or in some sense or how that's being worked out. But yeah, it seems like Darth Maul could be an option down the road. And as we're seeing with so many different characters now being imported from the clone wars over to the mandalorian and i don't want to get too much into it because if i do it will go into more spoilers territory especially for this latest episode of episode three it just seems like that it's a good move because it's like you have a show like the clone wars that has a ton of goodwill because over the course of the years that it was on it seemed to get better and better and actually closed out on a very highly critically beloved 
season, in its final season, it seems like all that goodwill is being transformed into the Mandalorian and being infused by it. So that's great. I mean, I'm really excited for it because I didn't get to see much of the Clone Wars before. I'm now interested in getting into it because of now the influence that it now has over the Mandalorian. And I think my my daughter talked to me about that the other day as well, about actually going back into the seasons and whatnot. So I think that's a very masterful stroke by John Favreau, the folks at Disney, about how they're going to go ahead and have all these different characters that you're familiar with if you're a follower of the Clone Wars. And if you're not, maybe getting into it just because of the fact it's now part of Disney Plus's most popular show, The Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, it definitely gives both longtime and more recent fans a chance to come together over something. Like, gives you an excuse to return to the Star Wars universe or even jump into it. I mean, I was just, we were out Christmas shopping yesterday and we went to this store and like it was just baby yoda merchandise galore and that was not even the only store that had a bunch of baby yoda merchandise like it was everywhere so they're doing a great job of marketing it because you know as someone who if i weren't a fan of star wars and i was seeing all the obsession over this i would at least be curious about what it was so i i think that they're doing a great job there and th- this this new take on star wars is again you know if they could take the care and the finesse that they put into this and then just move that over to the Star Wars films, whether that means bringing John Favreau into the project, like that would be the best thing that Disney could do to keep Star Wars alive. And it just tells you that it's all coming together for everybody that wants to be a part or watch The Mandalorian each and every week. It's been a good ride so far, although I'm still a little tiny mad at you, Baby Yoda, even though you're so darn cute. Uh, like I said, I gave it two episodes, it's one episode, so by the end of the next episode, I think we'll be good. We'll be square again. But I will tell you this, it's been great seeing the influence of something so beloved as the Clone Wars and the characters in Clone Wars, which again, you should check out if you haven't already on The Mandalorian so far in Season 2, now becoming a great part of The Mandalorian universe and seeing how one great run for a series is now influencing Another great run for another awesome series on Disney+. Plus. What are your thoughts out there on the big influence now that the Clone Wars have on The Mandalorian? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, before we hit the half-hour break, and actress Shannon Wilson stomping by on the show... And again, for that interview, we want to give a big shout out to Steve Joyner and the SJ Network for going ahead and lining up that interview for us. Steve does a great job with tons of actors and actresses and directors and just basically a whole bunch of entertainers out there as far as getting them on various podcasts. And we cannot thank him enough for his great efforts. But before we head to the half hour break, my friend, I wanted to ask you this. Have you checked out the GameStop ad for Black Friday as of yet? Because you just bought yourself an Xbox Series X, my friend. Huh? 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 Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring it up. I was looking at it earlier, but I can't remember what I saw on it. I know there's a bunch of Switch games that are are of interest to people. Well, the first um, thing on there, when you look on the front page, is the most important thing, as what we were discussing about earlier. There will be a limited stock available. For Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, or PlayStation 5. There's going to be a limited stock available in every store. I would assume maybe under 10 units each. I mean, it's just going to be something that's limited. But you know what? It's going to be something that if you haven't have it yet, go for it. Plus the Nintendo Switch 299 Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Bundle. I think it's back. I think that's the second year in a row that they've done this. But it is something that... Is going to be uh, you know worthwhile at two ninety nine if you don't have a Nintendo Switch yet. Plus, it comes with three months free of Nintendo Switch Online, so that's a good thing right there for uh, you. Yep, yep. Not only is it the game because they've bundled games before with the Nintendo Switch, but this is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, which is I think number two, I think all time or number one or number two all time for them as far as the games are concerned. And then of course, three months free of the Nintendo Switch Online. That's for $2.99. But my friend, there are some great doorbusters you might be interested in. First thing I see, 
you know how there's always a game that comes out in September that's kind of high profile that usually gets discounted dramatically uh, on these Black Fridays? What I'm saying? Sweet Watch Dogs, right? That's what we're talking about. We were talking about Watch Dogs. Even though it didn't come out in September, it just came out late last month. And already it's being reduced to $32.99. So if you're interested in Watch Dogs Legion, make sure you go ahead to GameStop, GameStop GameStop.com. Or you might be seeing it at some competitors as well. Because if they're reducing it to $32.99, you can be pretty sure that it's going to drop either at Best Buy, Target, Walmart, or all three or more places that sell Watch Dogs Legion. You could see a dramatic price drop on that as well. Yeah, that's what the rumor on the street is that Target is actually selling it for thirty dollars, not thirty-three. So, mm. no, and um, I'm sure these will all be comparable. I'm sure that you'll be able to find Madden for twenty-five, NBA for twenty. I'm sure at Target and Walmart you won't find like these odd numbers. They'll be a little bit cheaper, like Persona here. I am actually interested in picking up Persona, but I'm sure it'll be nineteen ninety-nine. You know, and I'm surprised Star Wars Squadron is being, you know, taken down so low. Sixteen ninety nine for Star Wars Squadrons. That was an eye opener for me. That has got my interest. I'm really, yeah. really thinking about that one right there for you. The Avengers, which unfortunately has not met up to expectations, and I know, I know, we had a great interview last week with George Thomas talking about that, and. Yeah, it's down to twenty six ninety nine. NBA two K twenty one, aka a lot of microtransactions, that's down to twenty six ninety nine. Madden twenty one, that's down to twenty six ninety nine. I have a feeling, like you said, it could be that price or a little bit lower at some of the other retailers. Mortal Kombat eleven, FIFA, they're all coming down to twenty six ninety nine. So EA is running its games to twenty six ninety nine for a lot of them. Is there anything else that stands out for you? Because there's a whole bunch. I noticed, though, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is only down to $30 at GameStop. That's still not quite for a game that's been already out over a year. Still not quite the kind of price drop I was hoping for. GTA V is finally hitting $15 at a lot of places for Black Friday. I mean, there's a ton of good games that are still coming out. Mortal Kombat 11 on the Xbox One... Is coming out at fourteen ninety nine. That's a nice surprise. I know that Mortal Kombat Eleven, the Aftermath Collection. Yeah. So if you want all the DLC and whatnot, that's twenty six ninety nine. But if you just want the core game, that's fourteen ninety nine. You know, is there anything else that you're seeing that you're really interested in? Yeah. So I mean, I'm looking at the the PS five games right now. Just give me a second. I'm going through. I would love to pick up a copy of Resident Evil 2 Remastered. I, I got or redone. I traded that one in. Love to pick up Resident Evil Biohazard, PS4. And then, you know, scrolling over here to the Xbox games, I'm looking at, you know, Gears 5. Like, I'd love to own a physical copy for 10 bucks. I think that that's a pretty good deal. Uh, if you're into Forza 4, is 19.99. Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac's only 20 bucks. Tomb Raider. I didn't physically buy the Tomb Raider game, so I'd love to have physical copies. And I think it's worth it at $15. You know, looking at there's a Wolfenstein collection for 40. Don't know if I'd pick that one up, but it looks like there's some good stuff in here. I'm looking at Switch games right now. Get the Assassin's Creed Rebel collection for 20 bucks. If you're looking for Borderlands, it's 30. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would be interested in grabbing. Trials of Mana, for example, 25 bucks. I wouldn't mind paying that for it. Borderlands 3, 9.99. Gears 5. Yeah. 9.99 those are prices that really stick out to me so i'm kind of interested in those mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and the, these deals are in stores and online so if you're like these these are actually pretty solid deals and i'm curious like usually these stores have like you said the stores have met comparable prices so i'm curious like what going to walmart or target will yield in terms of looking for these games here well again there's a lot of great prices very interesting prices that are on and available at the GameStop ad that's for Black Friday. We'll go ahead and post the link for it on our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page. So it will be there on the news feed if you want to check that out. We're going to post the BlackFriday.com link for it. So if you get a chance, you can go ahead and check it out. That's the GameStop ad. So if you've got a GameStop in your area and you're looking to go ahead and get some deals this Black Friday, Again, not only will there be some limited availability for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, 
There will also be a great deal on, it looks like a Nintendo Switch bundle coming out at $2.99 with extra three months of Nintendo Switch Online for you. And you're not only going to see that at GameStop, but you're probably going to see that particular bundle price at other retailers as well. So a lot of good things coming up for Black Friday for GameStop. What are your thoughts out there? Are you going to go and hit up GameStop this Black Friday? We want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, it is actress Shannon Wilson. Just had a great conversation with her, and you can hear that conversation next coming up after the break. And then right after that, our good friend Ben Arnault from Smoking Hot Confessions stops by with a great recipe. And then on the back end, Josh and I are going to go quack, 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 because it is Darkwing Duck coming back to Disney+. Plus. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Coming soon, Zero Cool Films presents Action Figure Adventure. Super collector Jay Bartlett hits the road once again in search of action figures, most iconic and noteworthy and rare figures, all in the name of creating the most ultimate action figure auction ever. He fronts the cash that charity benefits in the end. What will he get? How will he get it? And how well will he do? Find out in 2020. All right, and we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. I have a sensational guest coming on right now. Just truly appreciate her taking the time to speak to me. Although my idiot self goes ahead on my scheduler. Well, I guess I must have been so excited to have her on because I not only had her listed on once, but twice, <laughs> two days in a row. So I go ahead and I send her a message. Hey, are we ready to come on the air? Uh, Gerald, that's tomorrow. Uh, I'm actually on a Netflix show right now. I'm on the set. So I'll tell you what, she's here now. I can't, you know, I'm just so grateful to have her on. I cannot thank her enough for her patience. But yes, if you go ahead to IMDb, you can find out what she's working on, which is the Halston miniseries that she's actually working on on Netflix. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. It is Shannon Wilson. It's Shannon, just appreciate you having you on the program today. And again, so sorry. Uh, first of all, I don't think I said it that way. You made me sound so snobby. <laughs> no, no, I was actually. Hello, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> no, you were good. You're good. You're good. You all good. You said it. It's actually on email. It is actually very polite. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. And I and I feel like I still think it could have been my fault. So let's just let's just say it's both of us that totally messed up. Fair enough, fair enough indeed. But it is great to have you on. Uh, I always like to poke fun at myself, so it's always a good thing. Yeah, me too, I know. It just goes into what we're talking about all the time on the show, and that is the impact of the streaming industry, even in the face of, of the current pandemic that we're in. And we truly want to go ahead and send our best to everyone that's suffering through this time. I've spoken to individual directors, actors over the course of the past few months about the constant struggle that is the entertainment industry right now in the midst of this pandemic. But how grateful are you at this point in time to have a project to work on because so much of the industry right now is under siege because of, you know you can't put it out on theaters you, because they won't make any money. You know the, mm -hmm. Everything is being canceled left and right or being postponed due to the virus. How grateful are you to be working on a project right now for Netflix? Oh, I'm beyond grateful. Everybody's so grateful. Uh, there's so many people out there that, like you said, aren't able to work, musicians that aren't able to tour. And just to have something on the books, just it's it's a relief. <laughs> and selfishly also, just we need content. We need to have things to watch. People need escapism. Look how many people went to the movies during the Great Depression. Yeah. Right. I mean, we need we need that right now. And, and, and content wasn't able to be produced since March. Yes. So I think it's just going to be great for for everybody. And but I am very grateful. Yeah. And these streaming outlets such as Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu. I mean, you name it right now, because right now it's a a ton of, of streaming outlets right now, all vying for this new content because they mm -hmm. need new content for all their subscribers. So there's going to be a constant demand as soon as things get a little bit better because I know we're still going through a rough patch right now, but I know yeah. going forward that the industry at some time will catch up. Are you excited for that period of time? Are you, are you hopeful that that will happen? Yeah, I, I, I say I think there's going to be a renaissance. I think all of the writers and the creators and 
just everyone's been locked up like we all have and there's just going to be this surge of creative energy so the writing is going to be phenomenal i think it's just going to be fantastic in the end when we get through all of it and right now it's just a test i mean i was tested for covid three times on what, what is today today <laughs> wednesday? wednesday as we're taping this yes yeah i'm so confused so monday i went up for a fitting and i was tested three times and then yesterday i was tested again for rapid tests so i mean to be on set they have everything divided up into different zones red zone green zone different zones and depending upon your zone zone you get tested so every day you know you kind of go on to set and just hope that you're negative yes we're all trying to be as safe as, as we can, yeah. but it's kind of a test to see if we can do this. And so far, we're, we've been able to. I was on another shoot a couple of weeks ago for a feature shooting in Philadelphia, and it was the same thing, just very safe. There's no craft services, though. That's, that's kind, kind of a bummer. Of, that is kind of a bummer. And <laughs> I, that's something I want to ask you as well. With On the Set, I know a lot of individual productions have hired health workers or, or people within the health industry to go ahead and oversee how they're laying mm -hmm. out these protections. Is that the case in the productions that you've been working on? Yeah, I'm in Screen Actors Guild. So you're really protected with SAG. And I, I mean, I don't even know. It seems like there were 20 COVID reps yesterday on set. They're everywhere. They have little red jackets on and people show up out of no, they show up out of nowhere. You have your own personal person with a plastic bag with a face shield and your, they even sewed silk into the face mask. Oh, wow. They sewed silk around it so that it wouldn't mess up your makeup. Yeah. So, I mean, those go on as soon as you're done shooting. If you're standing there waiting for them to adjust camera and lights, they're there with the bag, you put that back on. And so, I mean, they had, it's just, it's very, very safe. It's very different because we're all very social. We all want to talk and catch up and it's hard to talk through the mask and the face shield, yeah. and, but we'll do whatever it takes to get back to work. And I, I don't blame you, but, and as someone who watches quite a bit of Netflix and all the other streaming outlets out there, we thank you for going ahead and taking that extra step to go ahead and not only protect yourself and others, but going ahead and working under these circumstances i had to chuckle though at the red jacket line it's so funny because you're, you're talking about it. it's like oh yeah i know who that is i know who that is yeah they're all running around but that's a good thing for the production like construction workers you know with vests they could the, but it's red yes so you see them everywhere and then you what was funny because they're like an action hold on hold on hold on people are wearing their masks you know like the background actors still have their masks on or who, whomever else would be like oh, oh yeah you know <laughs> and then they'd be like cut so-and-so's got their mask on you know you're just oh it's crazy it is crazy indeed but i like i said i'm just so thankful that you are able to go ahead and work because again earlier in this pandemic i was able to talk to actresses and actors and also directors who can't work on their projects because mm -hmm. they can't finish out what they could because uh, you know, okay, everything has been put on hold, everything's been put on hold, but as things are slowly starting to, uh, I guess, rolled out per se, it's a good sign that the industry can start going ahead and, and doing some projects. But what level of concern did you have when you step on the there every day? What's your level of concern? Do you, do you try to put it out of your mind as an actor or actress? Because it has to be somewhere right there in the back of your mind. I was just so excited to go back to work. So I just try to, I mean, they test you and then I just try to forget about it. Like that, this is just part of our new reality and not, you know, really complain about it. I think we're complaining about a lot less yes. than what we were before. Cause we're just happy to be alive and healthy and knock on wood. But I feel bad for the, you mentioned all the other productions that haven't been able to, I, I'm booked on an independent film and they had to pause. Actually, two projects that were independent, they've had to pause production. We're going to shoot a few few days in December, but um, it's so expensive yeah. for them to have the COVID reps there. And to, I mean, to run rapid tests on a daily basis, I can't even imagine what that must be, you know, must cost. So I'm fortunate enough to be on a higher budget production right now. But my other little productions that I love being a part of, are kind of halted right now. So they're just trying to navigate the, their way into how they can make their budgets work. Because like you said, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all to do this. Like you said, with all those people running on the red jackets, that's dollars right there for you. Plus yeah. also, the like you said, the rapid tests, they don't come at a bargain price either by the bulk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like you can go get out like, oh, let's go to Costco and just go ahead and buy them by the bulk right there for you. No, it doesn't yeah. work like that. 
and the space for it, the space for all the people to be in different buildings. And, you know, when you're on an independent film, you're literally all right there together. You're working together. You're all in it for the same cause, but you can't be in small spaces. Exactly. Indeed. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, Shannon, it's, you know, there's so much of your career right now, especially right now in the past couple of years, you've worked on over 10 or actually you've worked on or are working on about 10 projects at the very no. least in the past couple of years, been very active. How good a feeling is that as far as to be someone that people want to go ahead and call up for your projects time and time again? I mean, since uh, I've not even included the 2016 appearance that you had uh, in one of my favorite shows all time, Elementary. I could talk all yeah. day about that. This already an hour show. Too. Yes, a great show. I love love that show. I'm so sorry it's gone, but I'm glad that there's it was seven years of it. But I want to yeah. ask you this. Like I said, you're a, right now you could say you're a prolific actress because you've got, like I said, 10 projects that you either are or have worked on. How good a feeling is it to keep on getting those projects time in, time out? I mean, it was it's a lot of hard work to get to those projects. But I, it feels great. It really does. But you never know. I was talking to someone yesterday on set who's a very established actor and has been around for 30 something years. And I was telling him, I said, I'm so happy to have something on the, like I was saying to you earlier, on the books right now with all of this going on. And I said, I'm sure you don't really have to worry anymore. And he's like, what? He said, I'm always wondering about my next project. So even though you can say I have 10 recently, I don't know what my next job is. I mean, I have some things lined up that are on hold, but you're always waiting for your next audition or your next opportunity. Okay, I can just say this as someone who worked very briefly in the industry for a special <laughs> effects company in Hollywood and was looking out every day at Paramount, but also someone who's been an observer. I've seen people that have had those streaks where they're on project after project after project, and then for whatever reason, controversial or not controversial, they just fall off a cliff. Their career mm -hmm. just falls off a cliff. So you, like you said, you know, if you're always wary of what's going on and, and you just, you know, you, you have that vision, the fact that, you know what, I'm not going to get too complacent in what I'm doing. I'm always going to be grateful for what I have. That's yeah. a, that to me, I think is the best way to look at it because you know better than I do about the movie industry, the Hollywood industry, the entertainment industry and how great it can be, but also the other side as well. What I would say to anybody who's starting out, and I didn't start doing this until I was older, so anybody can do it anytime if they put their mind to it. It takes work. Just be kind to people. If you go on set and you, and I did jobs where I wasn't paid. When Father Went Biking, that's a film. I don't, I wasn't even paid for that, but it was selected for a lot of film festivals. So don't get snobby or think you're better than anything else. And just each time you're on set, just be nice. Casting directors, even if you do the worst audition ever, which I have done bad auditions, just walk out of the room with your head held high. They can see how you can handle a situation and don't make excuses. It's these little things that can really make a difference and help you continue to work, right? Like an <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So if you're not someone that people will regret going ahead and bringing on, if someone looks at you and your name and says, oh, Shannon, yeah, bring her on. She's good. She worked on me for this project, worked on me for that project. She's yeah. good. Get her on. Get her on the, the, the set and whatnot. Yeah, that, that's a great way to go. That's a great attitude to have. And I'll tell you what, your career right now is really – Really starting to take off because, I mean, look, you've got right there, if you look on IMDb, you've got, for instance, this year alone, Snow Babies and The Retaliators. You've had last year with a Wounded Deer and When Father mm -hmm. Went Biking, like you said. I mean, and of, of course, what's coming up for Halston and in pre-production right now, Finding Christmas. It sounds like you've been a very good person to go ahead and work with because you've got a lot lined up now recently and going forward as well. So I'm just, can I congratulate you enough? Your Thank you. Success. It, it must feel good. It's got to feel oh, good to have projects. Oh, well, I've got to say my manager, Georgianne at CPM Talent, and I have an agent, Kat at PB Talent in Houston and Luann in Charlotte at Monarch. They all pushed for me. So it's not just like I suddenly just randomly got these jobs. I mean, they pitched me, they've, they supported me and got me in the doors on auditions. And many of them, I don't, I mean, I, the amount of jobs I don't get is just staggering. Like you, you audition for so many things. You, yeah. you're, every time I watch TV, I'm like, oh, I read for that role. Oh, I read for that role. And then you see the actor that got it and it makes perfect sense. But it's the opportunities that I'm always grateful for. Just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm trying out for this part. You just have to have a really positive attitude, but you do get 
down sometimes. I mean, it's definitely a hard industry. Uh, yeah, like I said, I had a I had a small taste of it, and I can I can see from what happens when you don't have the projects, like uh, special effects companies. If you don't have those projects line up, you see what happens. And uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And looks like though all those unsuccessful auditions are starting to turn around in your favor, and you're getting lined up more and more projects. And I'll tell you what, Shannon, before we head on out. I got to go ahead and hear anything you want to go ahead and publicize, anything you want to go ahead and give a shout out because you're, like I said, you're really on the go. You're really going up there. You're really starting to get some good projects out there. And I'm just thankful for your success. And again, before we head on out, do you want to go ahead and plug anything out there? Do you got anything to go ahead and, and talk about to the folks out there? Um, no, I mean, you can Google me, Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-A-N Wilson. And then I have, Different songs on Spotify you could check out that are always fun. I have a little little fan base. And then I have a book that I wrote for NICU babies for preemies called The Littlest Peanut. Oh. Uh, so that's very helpful for parents that have premature babies. And we try to donate and give books back to the NICUs and to parents of preemies. So I've been fortunate enough to have, a, you know, interesting things go on in my life. So I'm just grateful and just hope that we can all just get through all that we've been going through with COVID and everything else. And I, I have, I'm very positive about 2021. Well, I am as well. And as a, a husband to a fantastic wife who is a NICU nurse. You, uh, your wife's a NICU nurse? Yes. Yeah, she is one of the hardworking men and women for NICU here in Las Vegas. She sees the tiniest of the tiniest. When she can equate a birth in grams... Yeah. yeah, that tells you something right there. But well, she's an angel. I tell her, message me privately, and I will send her a case of my books that she can pass out for Christmas well, to that. the parents. Both my kids are premature, so please just send me your address, and I'll send her a case of books Absolutely. to get to the parents. Absolutely, and as someone who also has a daughter that was born premature, I um, understand completely. But yes, she's been an EQ nurse since two thousand six or seven. She's been doing it for a while and she sees the great things that happen when you go ahead and you release uh, someone as far as that's been there for weeks and weeks and weeks and the great feeling you have that when they go home with their family, done a great job and fortunately there's the other side too when they're not yeah. really able to go ahead and, and continue on with life because there's just not enough there to hold on to. But it's a weighing of emotions, especially with the families that you have to interact with. Uh, on a daily basis. And yes, uh, li like you said, it's just something out there, very under the radar, but they're they're out there. So big shout out to NICU nurses and doctors that are out there. So uh, yes. Uh, and veterans. <laughs> yes, and veterans too. Happy Veterans Day. Yes, uh, recording this on Veterans Day. So we do absolutely honor the troops out there that have fought so hard for our country yeah. and live and die for our country. So we truly appreciate it. But Shannon, it's been incredible having you on. I'd love to get you back on again down the road, telling us about more great projects that I hopefully will not disturb you on. <laughs> so You can disturb me on any day. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll try to avoid it anyway. It's like right in the middle of a big scene, your phone goes off and there's there's an email for me. Hey, Shannon, ready to go. I'll be like, oh, gosh. That's okay. <laughs> My wife does it too. So that's okay. That's okay. No, it's it's fine. It's a lot of sitting around on a set, so it, it you were fine. Okay, fair <laughs> enough indeed. But it is Shannon Wilson. Please check out all the great things that she's doing, not only as an actress, songwriter, also as well as an author. Check out all the great things that she's doing. Let's go ahead, either start off on Google or imdb.com. Well, Shannon, it's been great having you on the show. I cannot thank you enough for being part of it. Hopefully, we'll get you back onto the show right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis. All right, and we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is my good friend indeed. You got to check out what he's doing today at Smoking Hot Confessions everywhere you go. It is Ben Arnault. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for having me, man. You know I got to get some tips this holiday season 
I always want to try to throw a little tweak, something a little different at you. So let's say in theory they do a Zoom family gathering like I do with my family. It's all through Zoom. I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts of what type of hors d'oeuvres could you be serving at this Zoom family gathering? Look, Zoom has a fantastic array of, of opportunities. And in my podcast that I do, the Smoke Your Confessions Barbecue podcast, I actually interviewed Harry Sue. So Zoom has opened up this whole range of opportunities here. And just recently, I interviewed Harry Sue, and he's in LA and I'm here in Australia. And we set up a time that was going to be dinner time over there for him. And so what he did was he just took his little um, Apple uh, earpod things and he popped them in his ears and he had his iPhone on a tripod. And he would sit and he would talk to me while he was out cooking in the in his yard. And then he'd sort of show me what he was cooking and then put it back together. And and, and we'd, we'd keep continuing with the podcast. Then we'd cut back to his barbecue, what he was cooking, that sort of thing. And so Zoom has the real opportunity to make virtual family backyard cookouts. So you could get, you know, just pop your iPhone on a, on a tripod, put in your in your earbuds, and you can get, you know, Uncle Tom and, and Nana Joan and, and you know, get all them onto, onto Zoom as well. And you can set up your own barbecue in your own backyard and you can, you can literally cook together. You can chop things up together, put them on skewers together, light the charcoal together, pop them on, sit there and eat them together and talk about it. And so you can virtually recreate all these different holiday get-togethers. It's just that instead of one person taking the responsibility of cooking everything for the whole family coming over, everyone's going to be cooking their own little bits for their own selves. So technology has definitely um, afforded us a whole lot of opportunities that we didn't have before. And one upside of the pandemic is that we've been able to see some of the hidden power of these technologies that we have had for years. I mean, Zoom's been out for, for five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I first started using it in 2016, I think, and it had been out for a while then. There's some great opportunities there. And one of the things that I love to do is charcoal grilled oysters in the shell because I live on the on the ocean here on the seafront. We get all the all the fishing boats and the and the dive boats. We can go straight out to the boats, buy it straight off the docks and come home and get the charcoal set up. If you keep the oysters in the shell, you can actually use the natural shape of the of the shell and just slot that into the in between the uh, bars on the grill and that'll hold them upright. And then you can flavor them with whatever you want. You know, you can put in like a little dash of vodka and some uh, Tabasco sauce, or you could uh, you could do a full blown oysters Kilpatrick, which is one of my favorites. Some grilled diced bacon, some finely diced and grilled onion, some barbecue sauce, and sort of stir that up and plop that in on top of the oysters and let that bubble away and let the oyster cook in that mixture there. And there's just so many different opportunities there that you can do. And I'm leaning towards seafood for this holiday season because I don't know about you, but the COVID kilos have definitely caught up with me during this period. I think I'm up uh, in in your language, it'd be about 20 pounds. Um, so uh, we're, we're starting to lead more towards some seafood dishes in our house. So we are looking at you know oysters and salmon and, and, and mussels and clams and all that sort of thing. So that's the direction that we're heading. And with some simple technology that you already own, you can still have that get together and still cook together and still eat together. And that's a real opportunity to be taken advantage of. Well, my friend, it's been great talking as always. I love it when I get to talk to my great friend from Australia, Ben Arnault. And as always, I look forward to having you a part of the pop culture cosmos. And we're back to close out the show. This is the pop culture cosmos. Want to thank so much Shannon Wilson for stopping by on the program. Check out her latest project that's out now on demand, Amazon and Fandango now. It's called Snow Babies. And also check out what she's going to be working on and what she has worked on on her IMDb page, Shannon, that's S-H-A-N-N-A-N, Wilson, Shannon Wilson on IMDb. And then, of course, our good friend Ben Arnault from Smoking Hot Confessions. Please go ahead and check out his entire barbecue experience today at SmokingHotConfessions.com. Well, my friend, before we head on out, a lot of great things to talk about when it comes to Darkwing Duck coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm assuming that means DuckTales has been a hit for Disney+. Plus. People reliving it, reimagining it, the new episodes brought on. This, I guess this just means it's been a great time for everyone to go ahead and check out DuckTales. So if that's the case... I mean, Darkwing Duck was a natural to come on right after that. 
Yeah, I mean, it. Dark, everyone loves Darkwing Duck. You know, that's that's the one cartoon like from my childhood that like I still remember vividly. And I don't know, like I I get really nostalgic when I think about that. Like I would hope is did tail, Tailspin came back, didn't it? I've not heard a confirmation on Tailspin. I'll look it up while you're talking on that. Okay, yeah, because I mean, if Darkwing Duck's coming back, because they already did Ducktales, it feels like Tailspin would be the natural progression. But I mean. I could totally see Disney building a connected universe out of all these cartoons that were on like when I was a kid, you know, I would love to see something like that. And I'm, I know there are a lot of people you ask them, Hey, what cartoon did you watch when you were younger? They'll probably mention Darkwing Duck, maybe Doug, you know, and I think that this is, this is a pretty good move on their part. And I, I don't know, like I, I'm hopeful that it leads to something, something bigger because Darkwing Duck was actually like a really cool cartoon when I was younger and it was, it was dark, you know, and I'm, I'm curious like what the tone is going to be with this. That's so funny. <laughs> it was dark. It's called Darkwing Duck, man. You want it to be bright and rosy? <laughs> right, right. Tailspin has not yet been renewed or been extended. What I can see in the news briefs, they've made all the seasons available on Disney+. Plus. I'm hoping that will lead to a revival of some type as far as new episodes are concerned. Not all the actors are alive to do it, so new, some new actors would have to go ahead and, and replace some of the ones that unfortunately passed away. So... I, I know there's a lot of love for it, but I'm hoping that there will be a revival of it as people are seeing me scroll through on Facebook Live. But at least Darkwing Duck is a step in the right direction, and hopefully it will bring a lot of those 80s and 90s animated series that Disney made as far as the television. They may have been suffering on the film end, but the television end, they did a pretty good job of putting out some series during that period of time. Yeah, no, they they really did. You know, like I said, there's there's a lot of good stuff that came out when I was younger, you know, sitting sitting there being able to watch X-Men and Spider-Man. It was a shame. I really enjoyed Silver Surfer, probably just because he was always one of my favorite Marvel characters. It was kind of a shame to know that that I think that series only lasts like six episodes and there's Spider-Man 2099 that only lasted like five episodes. I don't really know. But yeah, I mean, it would be really cool to see them dive back into those properties and perhaps like maybe introduce some new ones. You know, I would, I would honestly love to see a continuation of the 90 Spider-Man. I know they kind of hit every story arc there is out there with that one, but I mean, I would love to see that one brought back too. Well, hopefully we will get a chance to talk about more great series being revived at Disney plus alongside some great new stories that they can tell on Disney plus because just rehashing all these old series isn't enough. Creating new content that's fresh, that's interesting, like we're seeing within The Mandalorian and also as well upcoming with the Marvel Cinematic Universe series that are coming, like, for instance, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and more coming up. That's what we want to see. A nice hybrid of both would be a great thing for Disney Plus going forward. It's something that we're seeing Disney making a bigger focus of, They've mentioned that they were going to do so, and it looks like they're doing so with the advent of Darkwing Duck coming to Disney+, Plus, a fan favorite coming home once again with new episodes to enlighten a new generation on the world of Darkwing Duck. What are your thoughts out there on Darkwing Duck coming back in the form of a revived series on Disney+. Plus? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. My friend, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it. As always, any last thoughts on the way out? Uh, no, I mean, I my Xbox comes in on Thursday, so I'm sure I'll have some thoughts on it then. And, you know, looking forward to the podcast convention. So, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us all this time. I'm looking at the counter, episode 220. I mean, we've been doing this a while, and you've been sticking with us. So we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it indeed. And check out what we're doing at Indie Pods United. We've got a 30-minute slot. It's going to be at noon Eastern time, November 29th. That's Sunday, November 29th. That's going to be noon Eastern. Check us out for a half hour. Not only is Josh going to be there, but Marcus De La Garza is going to be there. Plus, we hope that we can corral a few guests coming up that are normal to the pop culture cosmos. They'll come in, in and out, in and out, saying hi, and also sharing their wares. 
So hopefully everybody can get a little bit of taste that's not familiar with us right there at the Pop Culture Cosmos. At Indie Pods United, it is going to be five great days of podcasting and information and entertainment galore. You want to check out more ticket information on it. For just $10, you can go ahead and buy tickets today at IndiePodsUnited.com. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great What's new on the 42 cast? Let's ask my co-hosts. We're talking about Doctor Who. Comic book shows and movies. And we're talking about all things Star Trek. (laughs) And so much more. Check us out on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. It's only on the 42 cast. Your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. So Nathan, when are we finally talking Babylon 5? You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.